welcome back everybody welcome back to episode number six of the genre of your life it's my little radio uh talk show host voice um i am your one of your hosts doug as always i'm joined as always with my good friend my co-host nick nick how you doing sir how you doing doug doing good today my friend it's a new month we have some movies to talk about we got some big dc news to talk about we got some m night Shyamalan to talk about life is good yes indeed with us as always, one of my other co-hosts, the one, the only, Joel. Joel, you today, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, you know, just uh, just chilling at this point. Uh, you know, it's good to be back. Good that we're shooting another episode. There's a, a lot to talk about, a lot of anticipation and everything. So I'm excited to get to it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. One thing, too, I have not seen. Joel has now had this over me. Joel has seen Heat. I have still have not seen Heat yet. <laughs> oh, now uh, you talking about Heat with with Al Pacino and, and Robert De Niro? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. On Hulu, by the way, can't okay, just say that out loud. I, I caught that shit on Hulu. It was on um, <laughs> it was on Tubi, but they they took that shit off lately. The next day after I watched it, well, I watched part of it and then I had to stop because yeah. So yeah, the movie overall. <laughs> is so good i i have to say that is amazing movie uh it's good to see a younger you know uh fucking is his name escapes me names escape me all the time by Val the way Pierce. not Val Kilmer. uh robert de niro there you go yeah. you know nice. the great legendary robert de niro seeing yeah. his him you know younger but also doing some movie like this you know you you see him do you've seen him do movies but you don't really like a lot of people don't talk about him doing like a you know a, a like has like a, a bank robber type movie you know has some i wouldn't say villain because there's really no good guys in this movie to me personally uh but uh you know it's a good movie overall. It's nice classic movie. Amazing shots, like amazing cinematography mm-hmm. shots from for like nineteen ninety five. There are some scenes where you're just like, I think is that a green screen? I think that's a green screen. Like <laughs> like some, certain shots where you're just like, yeah, this is definitely nineteen ninety five. But for like uh, like other cinematography, like other shots, like they did really really well, and the pacing is amazing. Uh, a lot of movies nowadays. They try adding a lot of information within such a short span, and so movies are just constantly rush, 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 rush. Yeah, and it's just like mm-hmm. oh, that kills me because there's so much going on in such a short like scene where you're just like, where this one, you know, a lot of older movies do better than movies nowadays is the pacing because they have a certain time frame, they know what they want to do. We're gonna do this, this, that, this. You know what I mean? And the mm-hmm. actors, the actors help you know contribute to that factor as well. You know, a lot of, like a lot of, the, these actors have been. It's nineteen ninety five. You know, Rob De Niro, Al Pacino. You know, Val Kilmer. They they've been doing this movie movies for such a uh, for such a while that they're acting. You know, they they know what they're doing at this point. You know, again, nineteen ninety five. That this movie was you know mm-hmm. released. You know, so. If, probably a year or two before they were shooting, you know, they were shooting, you know, 1994, 1993, they were shooting probably. And uh, so, you know, they have experience. They, they, they do, they, 
portray that pacing well. And the movie is so fluid. It, it works really well. There are lines where you're just like, oh, God. But again, it's an older movie. If you, you know, grew up on these types of movies back in the day, you're going to love it. And if you didn't, you're still going to love it. Because overall, it's just a <laughs> fantastic movie to watch. Because the script is... The script is great for the most point. The characters are amazing. The actors kill it. Al Pacino is Al Pacino. This <laughs> man, his characters are always very erratic, dude. His characters are, and uh, I, I did not know this, but do you guys ever have you guys ever seen that uh, part where have you guys ever seen the like video where Al Pacino just randomly yells, "She has a great big was <laughs> she has a great." Oh, yeah. Big ass. Do you guys ever hear that one? He's a movie that that's from, and it's just like, what the fuck? It will make sense, but it's also really weird. <laughs> but it's, it's in the movie. So if you guys are ever wondering what movie it's from, it's Heat. It's, heat. Huh. it's really good. I, per- I personally loved it. It was just a, for such an old movie. You know, it's literally a year older than me, by the way. 1996 is my first year. Uh, yeah. So 27 years old, you know, it's a 27 year old movie and it is such a breath of fresh air. Like seriously, because so, like I said, so many movies are moving so fast. There's so much information. There's so much going on. They know what they wanted to put into this movie. And in a way, fucking love so my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they know, you know, it's in a way it is simplistic. You know, the, the 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 theme of the movie makes this movie, in a way, simplistic. The, it, the story's not. The story, I'm not going to say it's complex, but the story has a lot to it. So, yeah. again, it, it's really well-paced. And it's, just, it's just such a breath of fresh air compared to a lot of movies nowadays where it's just, we got to do this, and explosions, and, duh, and it's just so much, and it's, this movie really was to me personally a breath of fresh air and just a such a such a it's a in a way a nostalgia factor sorry for the background noise (laughs) (laughs) my roommate's talking uh i'm gonna mute myself after i say this um (laughs) <laughs> so you guys can talk uh you know it's such a nostalgia factor because again if you grew up on movies like this you're gonna be like oh i love movies like this you know you, you used to watch it with your dad you know your dad when you were little your dad used to put a movie on or uh, be like hey i'm gonna watch a movie and you'd be right there next to him watching this old classic like m- you know movie about like you know, bank robberies, you know, heist, like, you know, like old school movies. It, 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 it's a movie you will thoroughly enjoy. So I highly recommend watching this movie. It's on Hulu. Uh, I think it's on Apple TV if you pay for it or something. I know it's on Prime, but you got to rent it or buy it. Uh, Doug, you have it personally, which you didn't put on Voodoo. I know, me. I had to look everywhere else. Sorry, it's in my text. You had to. It's it's funny. I own that movie. It's funny because I remember, like, I think it was coming out on 4K for the first time ever over the summer, and I was I was moving to my new place on the Best Buy, and I'm like, oh, I heard he's like one of the best movies ever made. Everyone was buying the Steelbook. I'm getting a nurse. I look like you know 4K Steelbooks uh, at uh, you know for movies and for some from TV shows, but. I was like, this is so cool. This is a cool steel book. Never seen heat before. Never seen heat before. And all everyone that I talked to loves this movie. You know, everyone in film school loved it. 
and I bought it, and this was August now, it's what, six months later, <laughs> it's still in the wrapping <laughs> on my <laughs> shelf. And I'm like, man, like, there's some movies that I like, I, again, I'm a big, you know, physical media advocate, and I'll vouch for any day of the week, but I do feel guilty where I have some, like, movies that, like, I love, that, that I want to watch, and I have not, that I want to watch that either for, for the first time, or to rewatch that are still in the packaging on my shelf. So this is the year I need to get through my, those, those, uh, unopened movies. So I can like a put on the digital codes on for like Joel or my family members, but also for me to watch them to say, I'm actually use them in, you know, you know, I bought them for a reason. Might as well watch them. Right. So, uh, yeah, I will definitely watch she at the, you saying it. Cause Nick, have you seen it before or no? I have not. It's been on my list for quite some time though. I'll give you the code too <laughs> to even watch it as well. <laughs> Much appreciated. Uh, I will say it. this: this is this is public knowledge for a lot of people, right? Because again, he is such a big movie. A lot of people have seen it, especially film people. My dad is probably gonna, if he's been listening to my podcast, he's probably gonna hear this and be like, "You just watched that shit? What the fuck?" <laughs> like, I know. Like, my dad's probably. I have not seen my this dad's yet. gonna judge me and probably send me a list of movies or some shit. Anyways. Um, uh, uh, so in the movie, there's a scene that a lot of people talk about, and even military people, which is uh, Val Kimmer. He's shooting a gun, and he needs to reload. And his reload is so accurate that military people still use it as an example of how to accurately reload a gun. Yes. So I... Uh, and it's and it's very subtle. If you're not paying attention, you're gonna miss it. You're gonna be like, all right, oh, you're right. just gonna keep watching the movie. So it's not like a big thing where they're just gonna point it out. It's just like it's right. it's a subtle thing. It, but that also shows like has an actor like Val Kimmer had to either have a lot of experience shooting guns. I don't know his background. Maybe he was in the military, or he or he's such a great actor that he uh <sighs> sorry that he uh that he you know did his research and probably found military people and probably had them train him you know what i mean because yeah. you know because like movies nowadays it, it's all about skeptic not skeptical not um it's spectacle there we go it's all about being you know spectacles and everything like that mm-hmm. where just a reload it's like i'm gonna throw my fucking fucking <laughs> I'm gonna throw my magazine away and fucking, you know, this big dramatic thing where it's like, so it's like, and it's like, no one fucking, you know, no one does their research anymore. Like, even history wise, like directors, writers, they don't do their history search on specific things. And that's why they get a lot of backlash. And like reloading, of course, no one's gonna get backlash for a lot of things. But I just really like that, you know, he, his was so accurate that people and even military people really, really liked it so much to where they use it as an example. So either he's had experience with guns for a very long time, or he was in the military. Again, don't know his background, or he did his research and he mm. went out and learned how to fucking do it correctly. So I really like that. Nice. It's kind of like you see those videos of like Keanu training for John Wicks and you see him like... He's doing that shit. He's doing all the, like the combat, like the quick hand, the quick reload, the quick like you know like uh, you know switch from the first gun, second gun, and then like the kind of combat moving. So no, I I, I still find it impressive whether whoever, whoever the actor is or actress is like if they can like really like do the training and like commit to it. Hey, respect. That's very impressive if you ask me. 
Um, yeah, it, it, it's a very big thing that we really didn't do as you know, just as writers, as directors, as you know, everyone in the mo- the industry. If you're gonna do a certain type of movie, don't just wing it. Be like, oh, no one will fucking care. Like, it, it adds value to the film because people are truly gonna appreciate that. Whether it has just a person who, not even just guns, like overall things. Like I said, like there's been a lot of movies where people don't do the research and don't care, and then they put out, and then they get bad reviews because people are just like, that's inaccurate you know what i mean yeah this is a made-up thing this is a real thing like you know what i mean or or it's gonna get laughed at you know what i mean like someone like pulls a pin off someone their 10 pulls a pin off of someone's vest you know with their grenade on it and they're trying to get away and the character is only 10 feet away and just nothing happens to him but there's a giant explosion you know <laughs> like uh <laughs> what is it uh with uh <laughs> what's that one movie with uh with uh rizza where, where we were making fun was it brick mansion oh, uh, like uh brick mansions yeah yeah brick mansions. yeah and like there's a grenade scene and it like explodes and me and him me and doug were at the movie theaters watching this and we're watching it, and the explosion happens. And I forget what happens. Like, they get chased by it. So, and I'm just like, I'm pretty sure it's not how a grenade works. <laughs> like, yeah. like, where you're just like, what the fuck just happened? What happened? <laughs> like, it's you the seen dumbest shit in the world. <laughs> I haven't, jeez. Well, Brick, Brick Mansion is one of those Luke Besson, like, you know, produced, written movies. Brick and, you know, movie. yeah, you already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Changes, changes his accent, by the way. We're we're watching this, right? And again, I I when I'm with Doug, I talk, you know, because like I don't say it out loud, like what the fuck, like no, nah, I I talk to him, and like me and him were sitting next to each other, and Riza, you know, he he has this part, and he's talking normally. He talks like Riza, and then he jumps, and then another scene, you know, later on, he has a Jamaican accent. He's like cooking, and he has a Jamaican accent, and I'm just like, where the fuck did this accent come from? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, Jamaican, we're like, wait, what? Why? Why, why are you changing the character <laughs> in this movie? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't oh. just have this just giant afro out of nowhere in another scene. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah, now I remember that scene talking about the the, the grenade. We're like, they're like, Nick, I swear to God, like Paul Walker and the guy, his co- his co-star was like, oh wait, grenade, and he throws and the guy go, and one of the guys is like, oh look, grenade, and he throws it back, and me and Joel were like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, have you played Call of Duty? Like, it's no way in hell it's gonna happen. <laughs> Around the time that they threw the grenade the first time, like back towards the like enemy, by seconds, the way, yeah. that would it would have been ten seconds midair. Like was, no they way. didn't give a shit. They didn't give a shit. Like people really do not think about like the 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 timing and the tech behind a grenade. People are just like it's an explosion. You can throw it like <laughs> you know, like it's not like Call of Duty where you're throwing a grenade back and forth for an hour until one of y'all dies. <laughs> no, no so. and listen, as someone who defends Fast and Furious, I mean, look what I mean. And he, again, notice to him, he 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 did the first Taken, and I love the first Taken movie. Luke, if you watch any Luke Besson movies that he produces or writes, like Lucy Joe, or like what's, oh, the, what's, the, one, what's the one that you and I watched, Nick? We saw it in college. It's it wasn't finished. It was um, like uh, Valerian, the, the six yes. of a thousand planets. You know, oh, with yeah. uh, Channing Tatum, right? 
No, that's no, with, it's with um. I think no, be. no, the dude from Chronicle, the skinny guy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I heard yeah. that. Is it, that yes. one was based on a comic book, and people fucking hate it. Bro, it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> I had a great time because it was like it was my first um experience like that, like seeing a movie before it was released, and and I was like with the boys, you know. So like to me, like I, that was a that was a very very special day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. we definitely had that. Yeah. I think Nick was part of like, like, weren't you part of the focus group too? Like after the movie ended, they were like, "So what'd you think?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Well, you see, da 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 da." No, I'm it wasn't like that, but no, no, it was cool though. Dude, yeah, Luke Besson, man, Luke Besson. If you see any, like, any little transporter, like those like remakes, whatever, or his recent movies, like there's no, there's no like. You can literally like there's like there's no logic whatsoever when it comes to like hand grenades and ammunition and guns and just literally like I don't I remember seeing one of the transporter reboots whatever remakes and literally a guy one of the guys hops out of a car and like he like you know holds his hand like, both arms across his chest like go down a slide and like slides into another car breaks a window i said what the fuck no ain't no fucking way <laughs> i was like what in the fuck is this and i'm like what am i what am i hey why am i watching this and i'm like wow luke you really lost your touch because you made some good movies in the past bro yeah. what the fuck <laughs> they they say they i feel like some directors and writers like they really lose their touch as time goes on sometimes because yeah. like they can never be inspired because we've all hit those blocks and we seem like in in our minds we feel like we can never like get out of it you know what i mean and there's some some amazing directors who have done so many amazing movies where we're just like i can't reset i've hit my my cap and yeah so you know to continue making money to continue have the bankroll in and to not lose their spot as a director that people will come to or you know what i mean like they'll just put movies out you know and, and, and this dude definitely like, did uh, yeah he's just like fucking explosion guns <laughs> like people love it, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> he's, 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 he's he's like the French Michael Bay. Yeah, <laughs> where like Michael oh, Bay's Michael Bay's not even titties either anymore. <laughs> you know, like some titties, but now not not like mostly crazy. Ass shots. <laughs> yeah, mostly ass shots and mainly explosion, Drum, unnecessary explosion. Drums. You know Drum. what I mean? You jump, explosion. You close the door, explosion. You know? <laughs> like... Okay, so speaking of Michael Bay, this is like I, I mean, not surprised. I mean, and I, I'm asking you guys this too. So like, you know, it's official. Uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith announced Bad Boys Four. Are you guys excited for this? I, I thought the, I thought the third one was awesome. Mm. I thought the third one was really the third, the third one was my favorite one, bro. Really? It's not even my favorite one. It's my favorite one. I'm I'm definitely excited for Bad Boys Four, man. Here's the here's the thing. Uh, I love Bad Boys. You know, the third one was really good. Uh, my first, uh, the fucking. What is it? I think the second one, no, the first one was my favorite all time. Uh, the third one, I feel like it's good. It's a good movie. I don't want to continue this. <laughs> I think they should have just ended it with the third one, you know, have one recall and be like, all right, that's done. You know what I mean? Because again, it, it's, it's part of the nostalgia factor. I'm glad a lot of people love it, but like, 
it, it, you're sort of running out of things to do, especially for bad boys. Like, like if you continue this, it's gonna get to the Fast and Furious point where you're just like, all right, this is getting out of hand and sort of ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, like, like uh, Vin Diesel catching a car and shit like that, or, or you know, fucking Hawk slamming a park. Uh, a parking lot and you know it crumbles you know what i mean like will smith and martin lawrence are great actors it's it's a great movie i really love bad boys it is a classic almost everyone has grown up on uh, (sighs) almost everyone has grown up on bad boys uh, yeah. But I don't want it to continue because it's going to get out of hand. I'm not excited for it. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad movie. I'm just not too sure because it's like, again, you guys did a big thing. I wasn't really a fan of the ending in the third one. You know, like how that played out was, to me personally, it was weird. And so it just, it was like random. I guess in my head to me personally it was just random uh so like for the fourth one it's just like what are y'all gonna do you know what I mean like like Martin Lords his character retired right or some shit right he he retired yeah like Didn't he retired he... for a little bit I think he got back uh on the force though with glasses okay. <laughs> all right yeah with glasses now you can see but it's like also I was like you know it's not these characters it's not like uh what's the what's the characters uh kane and something uh was it uh abel what no not the biblical story the 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 old like i can't think of this dog <laughs> uh uh it, it, it's it's like a it's like a bad it's like a shootout movie it, they made games on them these two characters something in kane uh fucking something in kane i'm trying to think i'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to think yeah I, but i think to your point joe he, I think me. I remember when Bad Boys for Life came out. I called Nick right away, like, and Nick and Nick were like geeking out about it because we were like, oh, yeah. Because personally, again, I think we both, okay. we, all, we, all, we all, we all, like, you know, um, grew up on Bad Boys. And what I think right now, what Will Smith need is a win. Because again, I I still haven't seen that movie came out what a month ago, Emancipation. I heard it's pretty decent for the most part. But I think right now, Will Smith needs like that 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 one blockbuster again to bring him back, to bring him back. You know, I feel like he's. He's he's playing the safe route of hey, I'm gonna bring back one of my another iconic friend my one of my iconic franchises and bring that back because I think he needs a win. You know, again, it's been it's been a year after what happened. You know, after the Oscars, I think he's doing this for a from a business perspective, but also like hey, like I know I have I know I have a sure thing on my hand with this my friend with this franchise. This this will help me like kind of just like come back to the movies after being gone for a year and a half and again i again i can have seen his his new movie heard his yeah you know, i'm a big antoine fuqua fan i haven't seen no apple tv yet but this might be like a good move for him on his part to like bring back bad boys to help him like hey i'm back in the movies again let's we're we, we move past whatever let's get it right yeah that makes sense um also i was talking about kane and lynch that's a video game <laughs> sorry that's a video game but like you know like the characters are older but they're more grittier like i don't see these characters you know like Martin Lawrence's character at this point is 
like his character was funny, but you can enjoy his characters in the older movies. Like for me personally, like his just like they're just like, all right, you're the funny one, and Will Smith is the badass. Let's go. Yeah, I, I feel like, like like his his characterization of Marcus was like at its best in the first one because like yes, he was like he wasn't the cool one like Will Smith was. He was like the family man, but he was still like kind of a believable. Yeah, he was. Character. He was good in in the first two, you know, where his character sort of still had death, where he he was like still a cop, and this one is just like it's like you're just funny, but now you're old and, and you're chubby. <laughs> now you're old and you're chubby too. Congratulations, you lost <laughs> yourself being a badass cop. Like that stops anyone from being a good cop. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they just sort of made him like the fat character in movies, where you know it's like you're funny, you're slow, you're you're sweaty all the time which i really hate when you know it, it a, a lot of people and also that's another topic i want to talk about is that when it comes to movies when people are bigger their characters are shit i fucking hate them you know what i mean like their bad jokes are they're just like gross or you know they're just nothing to take serious yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a touchy subject. Subject, you know, movies again. That's what again, I still haven't seen The Whale, but from like what you told me, Joe, what I've heard from like uh, it's absolutely like, amazing. Uh, what I heard so from anyone, like, reviews, anyone that called it being uh, fat phobic or anything like that, making fun of fat people or fucking idiots that easily get fucking. I'm yeah, sorry. Just tw- I just Twitter. I just Twitter for you. <laughs> yeah, I just Twitter for you. Um, I'll tell you what, though. One thing I'm still, I mean, I think, I think you, I think all three of us, and I, I know Nick, you don't agree with me with this, is that I wish DC could have capitalized on Will Smith in the DC universe. Like, yeah, that's right. I, I being in DC in the DCU, that was like the craziest thing. I was like, okay, this is something special. You know, this yeah. was before like how it kind of ended, but I was like, this is insane. Will Smith? Oh my gosh. I'm like, that's <laughs> I'm not saying Will Smith should have been a hero. I don't want him as a hero. That's fine. I I don't think he'd be a good superhero in the DC. I I think he should. They should stick with him being a villain. But I don't. That's what I, meant. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like him as um. What's his fucking name? Deadshot. Uh, Deadshot. There we go. I didn't like him as Deadshot because again, I grew, Batman is my family's fucking you know superhero. You know. Yeah. Uh, so we know a lot about the villains and Deadshot just like he did good. I'm not gonna lie. I think he would have done better as like a different villain, probably. I think he would have done better. I, I think that's why they can't utilize him anymore. Is that they use well, him for a character and especially for within squads that just keep dying and I think they <laughs> they could have done better. You know, like Boomerang, he's gone. Um he, yeah, it's fun. I, I think I saw. Uh, I think when Will, I think when Will Smith was doing his like tour about his book uh, across the you know, across the world, he went to London, and then Idris Elba was the host of the book signing in London. And Will Smith said, "Yeah, man, Idris, Idris took my job." <laughs> and the next <laughs> it was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think at the same time, well, I mean, I again from what I remember, I remember being in London when this happened. I'm texting you guys, texting Nick, I'm like, "Yo, what's going on with this?" Because again, it was like Idris Elba repla- is replacing Will Smith, and I said. I love both these guys, but I'm like, I don't want to don't replace Will Smith so quickly. And of yeah. course, James Gunn came out and was all like, no, we're the new character. the same character, too. He was basically yeah, dead like, out of that movie. He basically was. 
He basically was. And it's like you, I, I get now. This is like this is what going on three, four years ago since, since it was announced. But I don't know. I mean, now with you know, we can talk and this we can talk about later down the road a little bit. You know, for, in, in tonight's show, but. I still wish they could have again. To your point too, Joe. Like the different squads, you know, everyone's out and out and in. I just wish they could have capitalized on him as Deadshot in a good, Batman good. movie or another squad movie. Because I feel like you know Will Smith. Really, I mean, to your point too, Nick. Like you said, like wow, that's a game changer. You have Will Smith in a DC, not his own movie, but like he's part of like an ensemble. That to me was like wow. This is like this is this is this is something. And I wish they could have capitalized more of him, or could have been like another like Gotham kind of movie. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish, he, I wish they could have. I mean, again, who knows? Maybe James Gunn will uh, listen to this podcast and be like, "Hey, you want? <laughs> You're right, guys." Oh yeah, because even like Will Smith's um, Will Smith's Deadshot, you could give him like his own little like solo yeah. solo thing. Like you could, because I had I had this idea a while ago. Like you could do it where he. You know, he gets caught by Batman and he's in the Bellary facility and then Amanda Waller basically is like, hey, you know, I'll shave some time off your sentence. And, you know, basically just like, I'll give you, like, do this solo mission. If you survive, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll shave some time off your sentence, but you're just going to be accompanied by Rick Flag, so we can just keep you in check. And then yada, 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 gets through the movie, survives, and then the next one. Um, you know, they put him in charge of the Suicide Squad, and then they have a Suicide Squad movie, but except, like, he's the legit leader or something like that. Like, I feel like there's, there's like, a lot of different things you could do with that, you know? Yeah. No, so they, that's they, the problem they, with DC, and I understand why they made, like, they got James Gunn and everything to, like, sort of centralize things, is that with the DC films, they d- had no structure to them. You know, every director was doing so many different things to where sometimes it was hard for DC to be like, all right, let's align this together, you know, mm-hmm. and they did well for the Justice League, but overall, like, there's just so much changes and so many things happening that I felt like, you know, they couldn't, because, again, uh, uh, Deadshot, you does become the leader of the uh, uh of the Suicide Squad. He's he's led them many many times, and him and Harley Quinn, <coughs> ironically, uh, get together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Uh, I think that's maybe one of the Kirk Flash. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say. They did two movies together, and if you watch that <laughs> Jimmy Fallon clip, uh, it was the the game they play. Margot Robbie goes, uh, either spill 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 it or whatever is like uh, spill or uh, a sip or uh, spill the beans, whatever. And she, she goes Will Smith, and then takes a shot. And her Twitter was all like, "Oh, interesting, interesting." Oh man, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, <laughs> and both in both movies, both movies, those characters were very intimate, especially in that first one. Yeah, I remember that movie, man. Yeah, there was like, there was like, oh wow, what's what's going on here? Mm. Yeah, so anyways, <laughs> let's get to a subject that I do want to talk about though now. Uh DC's update, which is very interesting. If you guys haven't heard, uh James Gunn came out with like about five minute video explaining the things that he wants to do with mm. DC. I'm gonna kick it off and say that it's half good, half looking bad. It's because okay, so here's the thing. I understand wanting to create a giant universe well not even create a giant universe but cinematography wise cinematic wise create such a 
expand the DC universe by, you know, doing a lot of side pro, uh, you know, by, you know, letting people know about these characters because Marvel did as well. But starting it off is a lot of side projects, I would say. Like these yeah, side like characters. Commandos and Booster Gold low key, stuff like that. Yeah, where yeah. it's these characters are interesting and they're very cool. Like they're dope characters, and I'm and I'm hoping they do well because again, I am my family's DC. We love DC, Batman, Flash. We all, you know, DC is our main thing. Um, yeah. You know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, uh, it, it's a main thing, but the but uh, but like. It's it's worrisome because it's like how long are you guys planning to do this? Because mm-hmm. people have already lost faith in superhero movies and really don't have interest in it. Like and like you guys gotta like you guys are gonna be losing a lot of a lot of people if you don't do it right or if you don't come out with like a big bang. And I don't mean like Superman and Batman. Like you, they don't need to do that, but they need to do it right. To where mm-hmm. people can get on it like Marvel did. I'm not saying doing it like Marvel, but do it in a way where the fans will approach it like they did with the Marvel movies, where they fucking fell in love with them. But mm-hmm. also, it's just like now we're getting so we don't have the old a lot of the old actors for the Justice League anymore. But these characters, the Batman, Superman, we're not getting an origin story. What he was explaining was, we're getting the older Justice League, and I'm not saying old, you know what I mean? I'm just saying older, so around they're around their 30s at this point, the characters themselves, because we're getting Damien Wayne, so we're skipping three Bat uh, Robins <clears throat> and their stories of leaving Batman. We're also skipping the story about Barbara, has a Batgirl, so we're skipping that. Uh, and possibly skipping, yeah, no, and we're definitely skipping the Killing Joke as well. We're skipping that because that Damien wasn't there for that. So we're getting an older Batman in his mid to late thirties with a son who is a teenager now, and one you have to be very careful with that because that story is going to be very difficult to pull off. Uh, You also hope they don't put too much in like, because he said he wants to create the bat family. Well, now you got to go and create the bat family through this movie and try to, you know, they, at least I'm hoping they just, you know, they're going to introduce any of the Robins. Like they, they're going to, you know, introduce uh, Nightwing to start it off with, you know what I mean? But, like, I'm trying to get my words to be cohesive. Sorry, guys, this thing is so long. (laughs) I got you. you. uh, Because, again, it's a very big project. Uh, uh, It's just, like, if you don't get one, they got to get a new Batman because they're not going to do Robin Pattinson. Um, Two, they got to get great Damian Wayne, great actor, and they also got to do a compelling story of how they're going to start this off with. So we might have Ra's al Ghul, Talia al Ghul as well, introduced, unless they're just going to fucking skip that story as well of Damian Wayne being introduced. 
I doubt it. So they're going to introduce him. So we're going to have Damien, a, a new Batman, a Damien Wayne, a Talia Ghoul, and a Rachel Ghoul. And we got to do a story from there. So they're going to do that most likely. Which they're also probably going to try to introduce towards the end, probably end credits or show something about the Court of Vows, most likely. Because again, they're doing the Bat Family movie and that's a big factor in the in the comics. So they have a lot of side projects and then really big projects. It's like, it's worrisome for me personally. It's like, how are you going to do this as writers, directors, like casting wise, especially casting? This is really big on who the fuck they're going to cast because <sighs> any actors out there, like, I don't, I'm not seeing has, the, the, the current actors that we know of, you know what I mean, that are really big in Hollywood at this point in time. I don't see them as Batman. And we don't really have anyone young that I can think of to play Damien. Hmm. Nick, I'm going to let you take this one first because you're more more the DC expert than I am. You know, um, to to your Damien point, like I am a little stumped. I don't know who they could get to play Damien. Maybe just like get a no-name actor or something like that. But um, I hope so. But someone really well and someone that has, I'm sorry, I'm cutting in again. Um, Someone that has acrobatic experience as well, by the way. Yeah. With sword experience. Anyways, can do. Yeah, no, that'd be dope. But overall, though, with the like, the overall plans of this this new DCU, like I, I'm in the same boat as Israel. Like some of them I like a lot, and the other ones I kind of just like don't really care about. Like like Superman and Supergirl, obviously I'm super excited for that. Um, Batman, Raven the Bold, I'm kind of like eh, okay, but like Swamp Thing being a horror movie excites me, and definitely The Authority. The Authority, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very very excited for that. Like bro, I, I like. I because I, I read the first few authority comics, I think like two years ago, and like since then, I'm like, yo, yeah, they, they need to do this as a movie, yeah. Oh my god, and, and people need to really understand people are going to hear like Swamp Thing has a has a villain. So, people that don't read comic books, if then I don't, yeah, they, yeah, you're not going to know what's up. Swamp Thing isn't a villain nor hero. And don't say, oh, so he's an anti hero. He's, he's neither. He is a person. He's, he's uh, a protector of the grove. Yeah, he's Wait. a protector of the grove, which means he protects. He's, he's, he, he, he protects Earth like he protects the world. So he protects the, the green. He protects plants and everything. So yeah, that's man. who he yeah. is. He is, a, he is like a spirit. He is a physical embodiment of nature. So he was, has no alliance to anyone. Was Swamp Thing that show that like everyone was loving it and they go, we're canceling it, like not even like yes, an episode in? Yes, it was. Oh, that shit hurt. That shit hurt it, bro. Uh, I what the didn't fuck? even know this was a thing. Yeah. So what the I fuck? Am, What's up, I have no what? idea what y'all are talking about, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I right, right, Nick. Wasn't that there was a D show, was it an HBO show or something where there was like everyone was loving it and they, they just canceled it like right off the grip? Yeah, a couple years ago when um it was that DC 
universe like app or streaming service. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was that was a DC. That that was an original show for the streaming service, and they had like, dude, they had some great actors. Like everything looked amazing, but then after the first season, it was just cut. It was, I think it was for a tax purpose, if I if I remember correctly. But it was a shame because, like, I didn't finish the whole season. I saw like most of it. It was like a really really good show. It was, it was very mature. It was darker. It's kind of like a horror thriller. Like, like oh, like I would I would recommend it to everybody, man. It was dope. It was dope. I gotta look this up because I never heard about this. This is actually brand new news to me. Like I I didn't know about this. Like I never heard of it. I remember they had a streaming service. I didn't even know about that. This is HBO Max. Yeah, this was really okay. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't big on streaming back then either. Like Netflix, I watched things, but like you saw me at the movie theaters mainly like i was gaming in movie theaters so like i didn't pay attention to any streaming news so like yeah no this is all new to me what was the, what was the dc thing called again nick what was the streaming service called i think it was called dc universe yeah that's right and that that, and that became a part of hbo max and then as a whole rebrand Cause wasn't uh didn't Titans debut on that on that streaming service too, Nick? That's right, that's right, it did. Oh shit! No, hey, no, no. DC, DC Universe was kind of dope because they also had they had all of the comics. They didn't have the Milestone oh. comics, where, which is where like Static and Icon and, and and those guys came from, but they had like basically every other comic, bro. Bro, I'm mad butthurt that he did not go in the direction of Static. By the way, let's talk about that. People want that to become real life. I do too. To be fair, to be fair, we don't know that he's not going to do static because the, the 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 list. He said this is only part of chapter one. He might, he might be coming through later on. We're going to be like in our 30s by the time that comes out. I don't want to be in my 30s. And we're still going to watch it. <laughs> we're still going to watch it, but I want to be in my 30s. It. You know what well, I mean? Like, I want to wait think... this long time because it's like, fuck. The two things that excite me, well, the one thing was the Hal Jordan and John Stewart team up. Like he said, Oh, this is like true detective. And I said, Oh, sign me the fuck up. It was season one well, detective awesome. Especially John Stewart, bro. That that's yeah, the dude, finally, one I'm dude. Mentioned right there. That's finally, he, finally, teasing the fu- I felt like they had no plan for the Green Lanterns, by the way. That's why no, they kept they teasing them, but like they did nothing. Like they no, did they, nothing. They so I was like, I don't think they have a plan because all they ever showed was just was how Jordan's like back and him wearing the coat and then the ring and then you had one Green Lantern in the fucking uh, flashback when Darkseid invaded. You know what I mean? That like they had no plan in the past so this is interesting. I I, I don't understand the true detective thing uh, about that it. That excited me it's though. Cops, that they excited me. They're basically like cops are like well, yeah, they're like, cops, but but like how like I just dude, I don't excited me. It's like, gonna be it's so good. True Detective was dope. Like, oh gosh, I'm getting out of it right now, man. But to do it like a good lantern show like that, that'd be dope too. I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I'm excited right. for that. Actually, I, just, you know, I yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember that show, Gotham? Yeah, yeah. that shit was fire, bro. 
I, I wasn't like I, I kept trying to get into it. I couldn't like I wasn't vibing with it. So first, yeah. said, like I was gonna be like it's gonna be about James Gordon and he's gonna be a detective. Like I thought it was just gonna be like more or less like a regular detective show. And then like a few years later, I saw True Detective, and in my head, I'm like, this is how they should have done like Jim Gordon's origin story. Yeah, Tell, they, I tell feel me like about they, one of the flames. Nope, up in fire. Yeah. It, it would have been uh, good. PC, one of like I'm they... here. If y'all want to hire me, I'm here. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Just let me know. I got DC, the number. DC hired Nick, please. Please. Warner Brothers, David Zaslav, James Gunn, Peter Safran. You're listening. I know you're listening. Please hire Nick. Hit me Nick, up. If you get a job, hire me as a liaison. I can help you out. Hire me as a writer and a liaison. <laughs> I love you. If you hire me, man, I'll be your caterer. I got you. I'll, I'll work in catering. Oh, so nice. <laughs> you get to be a writer. You get to be a writer. Everybody gets to be a writer. I'll do craft services and also be a writer. I, I can do both. <laughs> and I'm bringing back Snyder, too. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Hey, no, no, no. Snyder, Snyder would, be, would be a good director for the authority, man. Because you kind of oh, like yeah. Dr. McGreedy Heroes, you know, it's kind of kind of Watchmen-esque, but a little less, like, flashy. You want to know who I would love to bring on if they're going to do, like, a horror, like, like dark movie, like, has a writer? Uh, fucking, what's his fucking name? Uh, that great, the, that fucking horror writer. Uh, I forget his name. He, he's had a couple movies made. Uh, Stephen King? Stephen King, you know how fucking sick that would be to have Stephen King as one of your fucking writers. Oh, for real? Hey, no, you know uh, Sam Raimi. That I think he would kill it. Oh yeah, dude, like an Evil Dead version of like something in the DC. That would be cool. Yeah, uh, he did like, dude... get some dark or, or swamp thing. Sheesh. Well, and then well, for creativity, like if they're gonna do like fantasy, like heroes, like someone like big with magic and everything, they can bring the dude who wrote uh, Game of Thrones because he's yeah. a really descriptive writer and really good, and his visions are fucking amazing. And so he his 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 ability to create such a story based on sort of like a sort of like a like a small thing i guess you can say and expand it into a gigantic universe is so amazing that's why game of thrones is so big has a, a book and shows you know what i mean like they it would it would definitely heighten it for the dc you know universe yeah for sure yeah, no, I, I I agree. I couldn't agree more. But but it's it's it's. I think today's on the. I think I saw this on a variety. It could be wrong. Um, that right now I think uh, James Mangold, who did Logan, um, Ford versus Ferraris in the upcoming Indiana Jones movie, has been apparently James Gunn's been eyeing him to do a Swamp Thing movie, which is very interesting because look at his background as a filmmaker. He's more of like an action, more action, more like. Um, so th- he might want bring him in for when the swamp thing is, uh, you know, attacking people, you know, defending mm-hmm. the grove. So mm-hmm. when it comes out, because there is going to be action, it's going to be a scary movie, but there's oh, going to yeah, be sure. action, obviously, because again, he is a swamp thing and he does have amazing abilities. If you ever played, like, you know, if you ever watched like the anime movies or, or, or you know, played the, you know, D, uh, Injustice game and you played as mm-hmm. one thing or watched him he he does have really good abilities so it's gonna be so there is gonna be action in it but it's gotta be horror you know more 
horror-filled, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, that's... I can see and that. I think... Also, that that brings me to something else, is that they, they are doing what Marvel... Well, Disney fucked up on, which was Mutants, which was supposed to be a horror film. Remember that? Oh, New Mutants, bro. Got got new Mutants. That was supposed that to be so <laughs> dope. I am not a horror movie guy. I don't like mm-hmm. horror movies, but that looked fucking amazing and then disney was like no and so they fucked it and we got whatever you know you know you know disney likes fucking shit up yeah Uh, that trailer i remember it's just so crazy i remember literally this is how long the movie was supposed to come out so many years ago it was august 2017 nick and i and the homies we just moved to our new apartment on campus like in college and we saw a movie and I remember Nick and I seeing uh, the trailer for New Moons of August of 2017. <laughs> that movie got delayed three and a half years. It came out September, October 2020, middle of the, middle of the pandemic, too. Dude, like, we can't do a horror movie. It's a, we're a kid company, you know? We got pushed back for three years. By the way, fuck Disney. This is my personal belief. This isn't the podcast belief. So, Disney, if you're ever fucking listening, fuck y'all. I don't like y'all as a fucking company. Y'all are shit. Y'all ruin things. Y'all have thankfully let the writers and directors for star wars do their fucking thing but it could have been so much better with the star wars universe if you guys didn't decide pg is the way to fucking go so fuck disney as you said that's his view of the, of the whole entire podcast <laughs> my personal it's view so y'all don't gotta hire can't know like I'm we might need a job so just <laughs> y'all can y'all can take those jobs y'all can sell yourselves i'm cool with not i'm cool with, uh not doing a fucking disney movie ever uh so yeah no warren Bros. if y'all want to hire me fucking i got you what's that what's up bro <laughs> yeah so I, I mean going back again going back to with james gunn i mean I, I texted you, I texted, I texted Nick right away after I saw the video. And, you know, to me, I, I'm, I think I'm very optimistic. I think, I think James Gunn is very creative. What kind of, yeah. my two biggest takeaways were, though, was like, is he writing everything? Because that's the case. I don't want, I do not want that. I don't want him writing everything. I don't, I don't him. want that. He's uh, a good, okay. he's very creative, like well. you said. Yeah, he's very creative, like you said. But he, but I, I'm not typecasting him, that. but there's just certain areas where he wouldn't do good in as a writer for the DC because the DCU is so, again, the DC comic universe is so huge. It's so huge. So many characters, villains, heroes, antiheroes, like, or just characters overall, like people who have no superpowers are not a villain, like James Gordon, you know what I mean? Like, they like these they're it's so huge to do and like obviously they're gonna expand it pretty wide into the cinematic universe with shows and movies and stuff like that yeah Uh, games yeah yeah but like everyone is so different like constantine batman they're towards a darker spectrum you know what i mean but you also have zantana who is 
who who is you know has been part of the Justice League, uh, part of the uh, was it uh, who's been a Teen Titan, been part of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But she's also worked with Batman and Constantine. She's been in a relationship with Constantine. Uh, that's when she was older. Anyways, uh, you know, so she can flip both ways, but you have to understand how to flip that character to make that work. So, like, to 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 expand yourself into a wide variety of things, like you, you're you're gonna have such a difficult time, especially because you plan for this. To you know, like the Marvel, you're planning for years to come. You're making this a whole fucking universe. Yeah, I no, hope he it's... doesn't try writing everything because then it's just gonna diminish not. what DC because DC has made has brought my hopes up so many times and Doug can vouch for for this is and yeah. DC has broken my heart so many fucking times because again, <laughs> me and my family are DC people. I love DC, Flash, Batman. They are my favorite fucking heroes. It's my favorite comic books. I don't give a, like I like Marvel, but I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like overall, DC tops them to me personally like dc tops them like they're heroes of villains it, it, it's just more it's just so intriguing you know what i mean like batman fucking has fought against and with god still an atheist fucking love that shit <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it's just like yeah. these characters have such depth to them like you can't it, it, we can't have one writer we need to have many who can bring these people to life and not only bring them but also like you know like like just you gotta hire diverse different you gotta hire a bunch of different writers people who have diverse voices have different you know, diverse backgrounds of you know storytelling and you know the, lo- the, Writing, the love you know? cinematography yeah. and different visions to truly we can't have this one sort of linear thing because that won't work that, you know like yeah and that's what yeah. I'm that the video, the video to me while I watched the video was like, I hope you're not running everything because I don't want James Gunn's style of on you know, peacemaker. Like, yeah, I yeah, don't want to, I don't want to see, I don't, yeah, I don't want to see, uh, you know, I don't want to see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Peacemaker and Batman or Constantine oh, or, oh. or, or, or what's that faceless detective? I forget his name all the time. Um, Huh? The question? The question. There we go. Fuck, I forget his name all the time. The question. Also, I hope they bring him. I, 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 my, I know these things too. By the way, I do. My head is. I, I, I don't have ADHD. I just, I just have shit memory. I'm a stoner guy. It's like my memory shit, but I do know DC pretty well. Uh, the question because also his character is just funny and just is just so weird and random and just so mysterious like i like like i would love for them to bring him into this just him reappear into a room and be like talking to amanda waller and then leave like like she can't catch his ass like it's fucking great like i like i don't just see that shit you know what i mean like he his his character is so interesting and he's done like i just I'm going to stay, I'm not going to say I'm hopeful. I'm a tiny bit hopeful. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but I'm going to be a tiny bit hopeful and we're going to see what happens because we only got a tiny explanation of a tiny part of chapter one. So we'll see what happens. 
We'll see when, you know, cast comes out, directors come out, like writers come out. We'll see what happens. So we'll we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay positive about it because again, love DC. They're gonna try again. Hopefully this and also hopefully this brings a lot of jobs to a lot of young actors as well because again a lot of the projects are young actors uh focused i feel like because a lot of the characters are young uh hopefully no name uh actors uh that can shine you know what i mean because we got the we got yeah. the redhead from stranger things that she's doing work now she's doing amazing she was in the whale as well she did amazing and so that you was- know hopefully to see you know more things yeah Oh, well, the next question for you guys. Okay, am, am I the only one tripping or tweaking when I say that, like, I feel like he's not rebooting everybody, though? Or am he's I not. way off? Not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this before I got to head off, but no, Doug, you're absolutely right, because he's only kind of, it seems like he's low-key rebooting Superman a little bit, because I know he's going to be, like, a little bit younger. It sounds like... Ben Affleck um, as well. Is not definitely getting rebooted, but all of his Suicide yeah. Squad stuff, low-key, like, all of that should stay in the same, and I... I'm kind of fine with it. It doesn't really bother me like that, but it, it seems like he kind of backpedaled on that whole we're just going to reboot everything statement that I'm that he made. You know, like, it's like, yeah. it's not a complete reboot, but it doesn't, again, like, it doesn't really bother me all that much because I can, I can kind of, like, I, I can be fine with the fact, like, okay, these guys were technically in the Snyder universe, but now they're here. Like, it, it wouldn't bother me that much, but, but yeah. But yeah, that's that's my two cents on it. I'm about to head on out here. So, guys, uh, thank you again for having me. I can't wait till next time. And yes, y'all have a good night. All right, later, bro. Next week, all right, man? All right. Safe. All right, you too. Love you guys. Peace. Love you, bro. This is. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, gl- so... I'm glad that. Uh, well, I'm glad you and, again, I'm glad Nick said that too. I think, I mean, you agree, right, Joe? I feel like he's now kind of backpedaling. Like he said, oh, re- everyone was getting rebooted. Now he's keeping people like the fuck. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, just to me, like, so, yeah, so it, it seems like he is backpedaling just a tiny bit. Um, you know, like, I can understand uh, why, because, you know, Jason Momoa would be sort of hard to, like, um, uh, change. You know what I mean? Uh, he's fit for, um, for Aquaman, but hopefully they change that character a tiny bit more. Um, I, I love Jason Momoa's craziness, but but Aquaman has to be a, a you know a, eventually like a king for real, like king king for real. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I feel like he just had problems with Ben Affleck and 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 uh, and uh, and Henry Cavill, but also I feel like that's also the studios doing as well. So I felt like the studio might have talked him in and like they probably had a long meeting because you know how studios can be. They they'll probably like because they got they probably just like tired him out and just convinced or convinced them overall just to keep a few of the people and then get rid of Ben Affleck and and and, and the rock Apple and the rock and the too. Rock, the rock is gone. You had three heavy hitters. Because that, mo- yeah. that movie didn't do as big as people are no, saying. No, we did not. It, that movie. I, I told I told y'all. I'm I'm just gonna say this uh, right now. I told y'all. I can't be a fucking hero. I'm can't not be surprised. 
And now you hear the behind the scenes drama of like, and I, someone, someone, I know you and I both love The Rock. I didn't hear any of the behind the scenes. Oh, really? Drama, so, so no. what happened? Basically, what again for our listeners, you don't know this, and I'm telling you to you too, Joe. Again, so I, I respect, I love The Rock so much as a, as a person. From what I heard was that he just wanted too much control. He wanted to do this, 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 and that. And you know, WB was in a time of like, you know, because Black Adam was being filmed before the new CEO and owners took over Warner Brothers. So, okay, yes, you have a new boss now. Again, as The Rock has power in Hollywood. He's one of the most powerful men in Hollywood. He has the mm. company. He has the tequila. He has the, he has the brand. Yeah, he's, he's a big Rock. name, yeah. He's a big name. Yeah. Huge name. He's a household name. But from what I heard is that, like, I don't get – this is what I've heard from reports and articles – that he was he was falsely telling the studio, yeah, Black Adam made this much money when it didn't, and you know it had a it didn't have the best opening week. I mean, it had his best opening weekend for him as a soul for a lead, but not, not like yeah. counting Fast and Furious or Jumanji, whatever. But, but lead. He, okay, but here's the thing: like you can't overstep. I understand as a as a person, like you, you know, like as a as an actor and you gain more power and stuff like that and you know you you you're gaining more recognition don't overstep your boundaries when when there's right. a set right when there's a set hierarchy and I don't mean hollywood in general I mean and I'm saying this and it's sounding bad but I mean this in the film like when you're making a film yeah. in a set hierarchy I guess you could say or sort of um I don't know what the fuck they call it in business, but I'm gonna just say this because this is how I talk. Uh, in a set hierarchy, don't overstep your bounds because mm-hmm. there are there, there's a reason why they want to do this, and I understand your your want of like learning more and stepping out and just like while you're doing this movie instead of being like I want control, how about being like, hey, can you teach me? So eventually when the time comes, you can take that lead and be like, yeah, I'd love to direct because there's a lot of actors like Jonah Hill who is, you know, writer, producer and director for a lot of things yeah. uh, on things and has acted and like he's and he's doing great, but he's learned as time went on. He didn't oh, try huge. forcefully taking that power. That's not always going to work. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a set thing where you just want to sort of, there's times where you want to forcefully take things, but when it comes to shooting a film, don't forcefully take it because they'll never want you to, to be around because no, they're never. just going to see the drama that comes with it. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, it's drama. It's drama. And as someone who is respectable as The Rock and someone as, you know, you said powerful as The Rock, that's the last thing I would want. You want to, like, keep your keep your the love and keep the brand up and what i heard too was that he was very demanding to the studio and to again someone who someone who admires the rock and loves his work ethic and loves his you know personality and him as a human being he was again from i heard from the articles and other pockets i've listened to that he was saying he want him and his team him and his company were trying to take take control of dc and have a center have a center around black adam no, it doesn't make any sense. Black Adam is a very important character, as we've seen with The Rock, but you can't build an entire universe around Black Adam and Superman. I mean, you, you, I mean, in a way, you could, but that wasn't the direction that WB and DC was going. And now, of course, that was right before, again, uh, Black Adam came out a week right before James Gunn got hired as, as DC uh, co-CEO. So it was just bad timing all around. But to your point, yeah, you shouldn't, is someone is someone who is the rock is the rock is still learning he's still again he's very respectful he's growing as a company as a brand i think he i think he was a little power hungry 
in a way of that, like, again, I'm blaming great. He was very great attached to Black Adam. This was a passion project of his for tw- over, over for about 20 years. And it's a big film. It's, it's a huge movie. It's, it's such a, a huge big movie. project. You cannot full, take full-on control of that. That's something that On your you, first movie. That he's in, into. So an industry would not want to, you know, for, like, you would have to have, you know, they would have to see you, like, truly stand out. Like, I love The Rock. Again, he's done a lot of great things. But if like anyone was gonna like be given control, like I, I it's gonna be Bautista. Like Bautista has that drive and passion. It's not just an industry for him and money making. Like he has a passion, and that's what people would see. And he's and he's shown it. Batman has and Batman. Where the fuck did Batman come from? <laughs> <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> the Rock. Was it close enough. Close enough, that you know, Black Batman. Anyways, uh, The Rock, uh, you know, he has passion, but he has more sort of just more drive towards building a brand and, and company and more money driven than Bautista. Bautista has just a passion as an actor and overall just a film and and respect for the film industry has has a whole. So you know, it's good to hear yeah. that. I so agree. you know, it's, I agree. You, you never know what might happen, right? It's yeah. It, it, the Rock could come back to DC at one point. I think James Gunn. I feel like I mean, you have a very recognizable actor. I feel like James Gunn and both him and James Gunn both said out publicly that they respect one another and that you never know. Maybe chapter two or three down the road, you can bring The Rock back. But um, speaking of Batista, I'm gonna give my don't worry my non spoiler review. Of yes, sir. Sean Malone's. Um, if, if you've been following our page on again, I'm trying to blow up on TikTok. I'm, I'm trying to like market on TikTok as well. Uh, also on our uh, YouTube and Instagram page, I did my quick review um, of Knock Out the Cabin because I was NDA for a while. Can talk about it until the embargo lifted uh, yesterday. Um, but yeah, man, this is again no spoilers. I know you want to see this movie too. If you listening, I want to see this movie as well. Um, you know, I. I have a love and hate with M.I. Shyamalan in ways. I think he's a very, very gifted, a very, very, just very visually stun- visual stunning, but also very talented filmmaker. You know, again, Joe and I, Joe and I are both 90s kids. We grew up, we kind of like grew up around his like, you know, when he top of his game with Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Signs, The Village. And then I want to say we, when we start, when we start getting older, we saw a dip in his, you know, work. I'm talking about movies like The Happening with Mark Wahlberg, and not a good movie. Or after after The Happening, he did what means you well consider one of the worst movies of all time. That worst adap- adaptations of all time is Avatar: Last Airbender. Oh my God, he <laughs> massacred Appa, bro. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, please don't. Yeah, it's, we're both passionate about that that series, and that. And I was like, why is M Night Shyamalan doing Avatar? I was like, what? Um, and then, you know, he again, he hit that one movie. Did we see that in theaters, you and I? Or did we watch it on TV? That one with Will Smith and Jaden Smith. It's like Aliens. Will Smith stuck I in that shit. I never watched it. I think you okay. went to go see it, but I, I didn't. Did. I told you how bad it was. That also, too, I was like, wait, why again? As someone both well, loved Will Smith. Shyamalan. I was like, what is what's going on here, guys? So here's the thing about M. Night Shyamalan is that he's what? such a great writer. He's very creative, like we yeah. talk about, like as a but he has a film has 
as a filmmaker, he's a hit or miss because yes. with the yeah. films he has done, he's done really amazing work, and then he's done absolute dog shit. Like they've yeah. done really bad movies, and and that's the thing where it's like he, I feel like he he wants to make his own world when he's making these movies, but sometimes the that. story the stories just don't make sense when it's. When he tries to translate it into a film, or or he or CGI is just or, or he also has done CGI where it's like really really not good, and I can't blame him for that. That's industry, but he also has like creative you know point of like I want it to look like this. You know what I mean? So yeah, and but it's like it, it's a hit or miss. Like I. I love him for his creativity because again he is very creative and he can be a good writer but sometimes I feel like he loses it but he keeps it going because he's like this is a project I started I don't want to give up so like writing wise he'll continue I I don't know for personally but that's how I feel like like there's sometimes where me and you have written stuff and then we've gone back and be like nah yeah (laughs) where I feel like for him he's like I'm just gonna keep it going you know what I mean like this is where my head took me like fuck it let's go on this journey together and let's see what I can do and he's lost it you know it's not really good but he's done really well so yeah I think, and you know, yeah, I think he's, I think he's slowly coming back to, you know, again, and this is, I remember, I, you know, I hear, I listen to reviews, listen to some interviews with him, and you hear, you know, he, read a bunch of articles, and you know, I think he said, he said this in an interview over the weekend, on, um, I saw it on, on, I think TikTok or Instagram, where he was saying that, he, he said that he felt lost in the industry at one point, because I think he's, he's making these movies. And he just—he just—they weren't like connecting the way, you know, his some of his older movies did, like Sixth Sense and you know, Unbreakable and The Signs, whatever, The Village. And I think he felt lost where he he wasn't he wasn't doing the movies that like he wanted to do. He felt like more like an industry industry like kind of like you know hired hand almost. And you know, I, I didn't like this movie. I don't know if you looked, if you were a fan of this movie, but remember he did that weird like found footage horror movie with the like, grandkids going to the grandparents' house. You see, for the visit. Oh, that was yeah. That that wasn't that long ago, right? That was like it was like two, six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. Six years ago, Jesus, time's flying by. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Was like I was still in Chicago. Three years I was, ago, I was still in you were still in Chicago. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I came out a while ago. Like two, three years ago, I was still in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> we both. Brooklyn, oh man. shit! I uh, remember. Uh, but yeah, did you see that movie at all? Do you see? Did you watch the visit? No, no, because okay. I, I already knew I wouldn't like it. There's some movies where you're just like, I'm not gonna like it, and you just don't see it, and other people just verify it for you. This is what I'll t- I'll say. This is I, 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 I'll, I'll go back to my review of Knock at the Cabin in a little bit. But you know, the visit, I was like, again, and this is again, I'm very impressed with him. He said that after 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 Earth didn't do too well in the box office, he took he took he took he took a beat, took a minute. And he goes, wow, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this going forward? I want to tell the story. I want to have full control, which I, I 100% respect and get behind. So he said that he had to mortgage his house to finance the visit but, uh, on his own. Uh, Blumhouse and Universal helped him dis- distribute it because of, of his history with Universal. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, with Blumhouse. 
And to his credit, man, I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I was like, why is M. Night Shyamalan doing a fucking found footage movie? It's kind of like not his like brand, not his style. But again, to, to each their own. That movie made triple the amount of money opening week on opening weekend. So hey, I respect that. He, th- he, th- he took a huge gamble, a huge risk. I'm not a huge fan of that movie, but it paid off. And hey, I respect him for that. Good, good on him. And what's interesting is that, you know, after that visit came out, he made Split. And I don't know about you, I love Split. I think Split's awesome. I think the mm-hmm. acting is phenomenal. Jamie McAvoy right. is, is yeah. so overlooked in that movie. He's a fantastic. He's so amazing. Like, he, he has such... He really dives deep into these characters. So it's really amazing to, like see him do such an astounding like movie because it's hard to do like different characters when you're one actor and we've seen actors try it in the past and then totally fail or just it did not translate into into the film when they're being yeah. filmed but they're amazing actors but so it's really cool to see him do it and succeed in such an amazing way yeah and that's and that movie really like that that it, when he did split that to me was like oh, okay this is he's M Night's back like this is like he's back he's returning to form this is why we like seeing M Night Shyamalan movies this is like you know he's really like digging deep into like the character perspective and like a character study and he had the perfect guy to do so for uh, with James McAvoy that movie also again that was uh, Anya Taylor Joy's first major movie as an actress which is like again that movie came out what now jesus six years ago which is also hard to believe um and that movie kind of like really showcased a bunch of things that emma shaman still had another movie another win in him james mcavoy can play a thousand different characters and still be believable and still be like impressive yeah and also that was again that was um um on taylor joy's first big movie as an actress which is really cool to see um and then you know, I, again, I think I think we both talked about it too. I remember I called you after I saw it in London. Was Glass, man, and I love Unbreakable. That's my favorite M Night movie. And I, you asked me like, how was it? I said, bro, I'm disappointed. You were like, damn, I, that sucks to hear because we think you know we're both looking forward to seeing Glass, and it just, yeah. it just didn't nail the landing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you saw you saw Glass, did you or no? Uh, no. Uh, I heard okay. from a lot of people they didn't like it. Uh, I I did put it on my like mental list, yeah, for me to do it. Um, but I just never done it myself. I just, I feel like I've always chased. For me personally, sometimes I chase I chase movies that I you know really do truly love, and then later yeah, no, on I when I feel no, like I all right, I'm not gonna take a movie that I don't want to invest in too much, or like you know what I mean, or or I just sort of just. Okay, I explain. Overall, I just uh, the, the movies that are worth your time, basically. Yeah, like I'll watch a later date. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, no. I, I get it, and that's and that's I get. I mean, I'm I'm becoming more of that person more and more. Uh, you know, with now reviewing movies professionally with you on this or on you know social media. Um. So, but again, anyway, so Glass came out. Wasn't a huge fan of it. I'm disappointed in him again. You have these three legends. You got Bruce. You got. Uh, Sam Jackson, you got James McAvoy. Again, I love a break ball, love split. Let's go. And I was like, wow, he could have done so much more with this. And I was like, oh. And then his last movie, uh, about was it two years, about a year and a half ago, called Old. 
and the trailers had me really hooked. I was like, ooh, this is definitely like back to M Night form. This is old? like kind of his. What is that about? So old is basically, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. Um, old is basically like these these bunch of different people, different families, uh, this couple, another family that that this resort, and they go to this beach on this beautiful island. Oh, and they yeah, slowly yeah, yeah. start turning old every like they, they age rapidly really quick alex uh alex wolf is in right yes alex wolf's in it um that, that's the biggest name in that i'm feeling like who else was in that but, but a bunch of a bunch of unknowns um uh, in that movie which again which I, which I admire about m night always casting people that we don't that we don't, that we don't know personally or a household name but the premise is the premise is there again no spoilers he does not he doesn't land the execution in that in that movie if you ask me and I was like, oh, you have right. a great premise. You have, you have a great setup. You have a great, like, you know, idea. It's very, it's very, it's very eerie. It's very disturbing. I remember that was the first movie, oh, first screening I saw with uh, my girlfriend, Zeta. Um, and that was, um, like, we're both big, we're both MI Shyamalan fans. And that, that was a movie, I give that movie credit because it came out in July of 2021. You know, we were slowly, slowly getting out of, the pandemic, you know, vaccines were becoming available. People were going back to the movies, more comfortable back in the movies. And that was my first kind of like screening going back after, you know, a year and a half, I went to the movies for, you know, our early screens that we go to. And mm. the energy of that movie was like, okay, this is fun. Cause we're, we're back again. It was a packed house. It was, again, it was a hot summer day, but it was like, like, cool. We're back. We're back in the movies. We're back at a screening. This is why we go to the movies. And I feel like, to, and to M Night's M Night's credit, he brought people back during a time where movies were not still like people were like, no, streaming this, streaming that, and you know, not, not a lot of movies were coming out that summer because it was still kind of like the quote unquote post pandemic. It was like that weird phase of like we don't know what was going on. It's people are still wearing masks. It was optional some places. It kind of was just like random. So with old, it's it's a it's a it's a solid movie. Nothing great, nothing special. I think he does a great job of premise. To your point earlier, building worlds, you know, having good premise, but he doesn't really know how to nail that landing. So now, going to knock out the cabin. Um, the first trailer hooked me. I said, "Ooh, I like this." Like I said, this is an M Night Shyamalan feel to it. Uh, they, you know, the classic M Night feel to it. You got Dave Batista, who's really showing his chops as an actor. I think he's getting better and better with each role. I didn't like Glass Onion, you know. I mean, you know, I both didn't like Glass Onion as much, but I think Dave Bautista was still very good in it in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Glass Onion was. Uh, I don't. Some movies feel like they should just be singular. Yeah, yeah. And I, I felt like they just over, you know, saw so. And we talked about this where they saw like the 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 how much people came for the first one and then tried for the second one and it just didn't stick. You know, sticking to rich people drama is <laughs> yes. not going to continuously. Con- <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I know the Kardashians have done it for years, surprisingly, but it's it's not going to stick well in movies. So, you know, no, like, it, who the fuck is? It was, a, it was a whatever. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a whatever movie. It, 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 was, yeah, it was whatever movie, but I do think Batista did a good job. And uh, it so anyway so now going back to uh, going back to you know knock out the cabin I was like oh, okay the first trailer hooked me it's like cool and so when I saw it I almost had knock out the cabin I only saw the first trailer I didn't watch the second trailer luckily because the first trailer is to me one of the best teasers where you see the premise you see what's gonna you see a little glimpse of what happened you know these 
you know, these these um these two dads take their yeah. daughter to a remote cabin, pull a vacation, and then all of a sudden these four strange random people show up saying we we have we've all the same vision. We have the same vision. We hear uh, we we have a vision about the apocalypse, and they tell these this, they say those couples, families, that hey, one of you must sacrifice sacrifice yourself in order to prevent the apocalypse. And that was it. And boom, the trailer ended. I said, "Wow, I'm hooked. That's it. Great. That's all I saw." Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I did because the again, if guys, if whoever's listening to this, it, uh, if you're listening to this, do not if if you can avoid the new trailer. Do it because the new trailer shows so much, which like, is a problem with a lot of films. A lot of movies, it. yeah, but yeah, I I agree. They they show they show so much where it's like you 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 are ruining the surprise and the and like the surprise factor and like the you know the suspense and build up of why you want to see this movie again. I know I think you saw it, didn't you? Or you avoided it, right? Uh, yeah, I was watching the second one because I didn't think it was that long, um, but. <laughs> Because they're like, it's a minute trailer. I was like, all right, probably not gonna show too much. Probably just gonna show like the introduction or whatever, a tiny bit. And then I started seeing flashes of other shit. I was like, all right, we're gonna skip this. Smart man. <laughs> it was a YouTube man. man. I was like, I was like, skip. Like, I was like, no, nah, I'm not gonna watch this because like y'all are gonna ruin that shit for me. Like, I already hey. saw a little bit of what's gonna happen, and I was like. Duh fucking dickheads like why would you show that yeah yeah it was it was shame on the marketing for really for showing too much where it's like come on guys um but anyway so yeah so going this i was very excited to see the boys in the first trailer um i like this movie a lot i give it a seven out of ten um i think some things work really good i think the acting is phenomenal i think the direction is very 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 solid i think at night going back is coming back to his like his roots of again like six sense and the very eerie like unbreakable and the village and you know and um a bit of split and a bit of you know signs this to me was like, okay this is he's coming he's coming back and also too i'm glad i'm glad he went with rated r with rated r rating for this movie because he's more of a PG-13 yeah. director. His only other rated R movie is that really, again, that awful, that really trashy Mark Wahlberg, The Happening, where like, you know, the, the air is killing you. I just, that movie was just garbage. Um, yeah. But he, he doesn't feel restrained in this movie when it comes to violence, when it comes to like in your face of like, whoa, the wow factor. Um, I think he does a good job. The, the movie puts a knot in your stomach for sure. Like, oh my gosh, is this, is this happening? What's going on here? And you you do like you feel bad for all these characters because like you, you, you don't know who to believe, and um, the the four people the four actors you know uh, Batista, Rupert Grant, and I forget the two other women uh, who played like the four people who have the same vision. Um, they all are just they're really giving up giving them their all, and they they're they're really you feel for them and you you feel like the, the, you feel like do I believe them do I not believe them um and and the the guys who play the two dads and the little girl they're acting it the acting in this movie is very very impressive i was like wow everyone's bringing yeah. their a-game to this and um, it always and it mo- tickles me to see uh ron weasley in it dude uh. i'm me too <laughs> i've never heard him with an american accent and i said holy shit that's ron weasley <laughs> yeah rupert like, holy R- rupert grunt grunt is uh, honestly is a 
underrated actor. I, I truly do enjoy him in films. Like he's he's playing some wacky characters and other shit where you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but he, he I I do love seeing him in films because he, he his acting and his characters are always very enjoyable. He makes his characters just enjoyable no matter how big of a twat they are. <laughs> so, again, so, no spoilers, but you see this, you, you'll, you'll see, you'll be like, oh shit! Like, again, like you, he really he he gives his all, and you're like, okay, like you. Yeah, no spoilers, but with the, when, you, when you learn more about him and his character, you're like, oh, shit. Interesting. So okay. I do think that this, it's definitely a very, again, it's a very solid M9 movie. To, again, that's, again, I'm trying to voice pull as much as I can. It's not your, t- in a way, it, it is your typical, it, it is your, like, kind of, like, M9 movie, but at the same time, it isn't, which is very interesting, too, where... So, he... basically, like, it's his typical creativity and, like, good movies, but the twists in, in it are make it different. Like, he's yes. totally changed. Yes. And yes. script-wise, it seems like script and character-wise, it's definitely changed as well. Does the characters he... seem more real? I'll say yes. that. And he wrote this movie with two other guys, too. He usually writes things on his own. This is the first time he's written was was who has written has written a movie with other co-writers too. So it's been a while for him. So he had two different <laughs> writers on board as well for this movie because it's based off a book, um, uh, called in the Cabin at the End of the World or something like that. Um, but yeah, this movie gets you. It's a thrill a minute, man. The thrills are there. It's very it's a very good pacing. However, my biggest complaint this movie I think to me was this is my little quick review on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. I wish they spent a bit more time with some of the background of the characters, because you're mm-hmm. thrown again. The movie starts off right away. You're you're in, you're in this right away. You're in this right away. You're hundred percent, hundred miles, hundred miles going in. You're in this movie. I wish he kind of slowed down a little bit and took some time to breathe, and we uh-huh. learn more about the characters, all of them, the the family, the right. the, the four people who are holding them hostage. How long is the movie? It's, I forgot. Let's see. I'm pulling up right now. Knock at the cabin. About hour forty. Hour forty. Okay. That might be why. It might not be his fault. It might be that the studio gave him a time. It you know what be. I mean? It could be. It could be. Because I feel like if he had two hours, hearing what you're saying, it, it might have been more in death, or at least a, uh, about yeah, about two hours, which would gave him about what another fifteen minutes. I, I wish I wish he gave I wish they gave him because how how long was okay, so yeah old was also an hour and forty five I think I think the movie could also you're right Joe because old was only an hour and forty five uh, that could have that could have been also same thing I wish I, I wanted more I wanted more in old as well I wanted more time with like explaining things you know backstory and I think that's your point now if old was an hour forty five and Doctor the Heavens hour forty maybe it was a studio thing maybe it was like hey listen guys we need to wrap this up right now we gotta like you know, keep it tight. I just, at times, I was kind of, I wanted more. When the movie ended, I was like, okay, this is really good. I want more. I wish, I wish they could have gone more into depth of, like, you know, uh, again, no spoilers. I'm trying to walk around as much as I can. Um, more of, like, the four, the four people who are holding them hostage, like, they're more of their backgrounds. Or I wanted more of, like, hey, the family, like, the, I mean, they do explain a little bit of the family's backstory a little bit, but I wish it could have been explained a bit more, took more time with it. Because like I said, the movie, the movie does, it runs, it goes, goes really fast. It's, it's, you're in and out of there. 
So my biggest complaint was that I did I did I wish just, they could have explained more. I just Go noticed on. something when they were explaining. I think I don't know if I want to say this on screen because I haven't seen the movie, but something just popped into my head of a sort of an ideology type thing, I guess you could say, or sort of symbolism. There we go. Uh, uh, I think the four characters are a symbol of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. You know what I mean? I Where, can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> I'm not going to say, I've never seen this movie, but it just popped into my head. So we're just going to say, it seems like, that's just my guess. It seems like, or like, at least that's what like, but I'm not saying that's in the movie. I'm saying like, that's like where they got like, Vibe, inspiration yeah. from so yeah. the vibe if you think about it that way that's what i'm saying i've never seen this movie can't confirm shit he's not gonna <laughs> confirm anything so okay. anyways uh, I, yeah let's <laughs> let's move on to but, one more subject uh, and then yeah, we're gonna uh, let's close out but continue what are you gonna say real quick i think this movie again i know i know you're you're at home right now but when it comes out on streaming definitely with the watch people are listening if you can see it in theaters See in theaters. It's a fun movie. Again, his movies are meant to see, see in a big screen and with an audience. It, it's like again, it's why we go to the movies. It's a fun, you know, thrilling, you know, edge of your seat kind of movie. Worth the watch. Again, yeah, I, I don't know how well it's going to do this whole weekend. It's getting, it's getting pretty good reviews, which makes me happy that it does 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 deserve the reviews that it's getting and the praise that he's getting. Uh, Mike's getting as a filmmaker. So if you can see this movie in theaters, worth the watch. See it in Dolby if you can, because the audio, the sound is loud. The sound is very loud, and it's like very like very immersive. Um, so worth the watch. But get yeah, go ahead, Joe. Uh, all right, so. We were going to talk about one thing, and I forgot because we we did we uh we did uh we did DC. Mm-hmm. We did your movie review. Yep, I'm not. Yep. Uh, what else were we going to talk about? Do you remember? I'm trying to think now. <laughs> um, we no, think... we escaped us because we we got so into this conversation. I got really, <laughs> really into did, DC. By the way, sorry. Uh-huh. Sorry to my viewers by now, where you're just like, this is dragging on. Uh, sorry to the viewers <laughs> if I talk too much at uh, this episode. No, this is why we're DC. This is, uh, this is the show. Hashtag, this is the show. <laughs> hashtag, this is the show. Yeah. This is the show. Uh, I just have a really big passion. And, and uh, also, you, you hear me stuttering and saying, uh, and uh, a lot. Um, it's uh, like now, <laughs> I, I have a hard no time. I have a hard time portraying my words sometimes because things escape me, like names and everything. Uh, but yeah, so let's. All right, since we can't remember our topic, let's just yeah, let's just you talk about something. Yeah, uh, no, let's talk about something. Around. One more topic. Uh, One more what, topic. What do you want to talk about? Is something that comes to mind? I had something in my mind I wanted to talk about. I think it was movie news. Um, what came out? Um, <laughs> oh, this was kind of interesting. I, I think I had my notes. It was you, I mean, I know we're not big, like I guess, like we don't we don't follow the academy as much. But here's this: that this one girl, actress, um, I think Andrea, Andrea Rosenberg, I think her name is, or if I'm if I'm mispronouncing it, I apologize. Um, she was on the news the other day. Excuse me. That. She she's the first time in the history of the Academy where they had to do an open investigation on her Academy Award nomination because apparently <laughs> this movie like no one has seen this movie 
that I that I've heard, that I've heard of, of I heard from this movie kind of just like literally like no one saw it and she got a Academy Award nomination because apparently she was asking her you know famous friends to vote for her to, to spam the votes for the Academy and she got in and she had the fifth slot of the best actress best actress nomination. And so apparently this was like breaking news because I think people were like, oh, she cheated her way through. And like, again, it's the Academy. You, you, if we were in the Academy, we can vote for anyone. We, we could have voted for, I don't know, the State Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters if we wanted to. Literally, we could vote for, I don't know, Weird Guy Number 2 in a Martin Scorsese movie or the guy serving them burgers and, and uh, a customer in Good Burger, basically. We could vote for anybody. So this girl, so this actress, she um, got her famous friends to, you know, vote, and she got in. And the academy had a formal investigation of her um, legitimacy of her nomination. And as of today, she did get uh, her, her her nomination is safe. The the, the investigation it's ended. Uh, but this is the first time in the academy uh, history that they did an open investigation. On some nomination because of a bit of a backlash. So, okay. what a world we live in, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, what was the movie? Uh, I I'm telling you, dude, like I listen to a bunch of film podcasts every every week. Every week, these guys were like, I never even heard of this movie. It was called Two Leslie. Set and actually in your state now, actually set in Texas. Um, Two Leslie. Here's the here's the uh, premise. <clears throat> Inspired by true, true events, a West Texas single mother wins the lottery and squanders it just as fast, leaving behind a world of heartbreak. Years later, with her charm running out and nowhere to go, she fights to rebuild her life and find redemption. What fucking movie is this? I never I'm, heard of this. No, no one did. Actresses Andrea... Riseboro, okay, I, I get if I'm if I butcher her name, I so I, I sincerely apologize. She's been in the movies that we that you and I've seen. She was in Oblivion. She played the redhead in Oblivion. I did. Uh, with I Tom Cruise. Oblivion. Oh um, wait, 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 wait! Yes, yes, yes. No, I have, I have. Yes. Um, and then also she was. I haven't seen this. I heard really good. She was also in a movie called Birdman with Michael Keaton and that huge cast. You still haven't seen it, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, but yeah, this was the first time they had they, they had to do with a formal investigation. And again, I think from what I hear from other podcasts and other articles that I'm talking huge names, man. I'm talking like Brad Pitt, Amy Adams, like these huge names. Everyone they like. She won a nomination. She had her. She had all her famous friends vote, and sure enough, she got in. But. It was just weird because literally no one has seen this movie. <laughs> Dude, I've never even heard of this fucking movie. Never I was like, what are you talking about? She was also in Amsterdam. Oh, God, Amsterdam. That movie to me was so disappointing. I enjoyed it. You liked it, really? Yeah. Really? It, it could have been more because I felt like they, they lingered on a few things. But yeah. I personally enjoyed it. I, I really do. I think the characters made it enjoyable. The story, the story overall was eh. But the characters were were quite something. I thoroughly, I, I enjoyed the movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's just a little too slow for the type of premise that yeah. they had for it. And the trailers made it seem that it was a, a tiny more wackier. 
and uh and uh, and more and more just like fast paced the trailer i think that's why you're probably disappointed i do, i saw it but i i enjoyed it i didn't hate it the, the characters and the actors did really really well um I'm glad. No, I'm glad you dug it because like, it's funny. You, you and I both are fine. You and I are very. It's funny. No, this to me, it's like because I remember very similar. American, American Hustle and in high school, you were like, yeah, it was all right. I love American Hustle, and you were kind of like, eh. you loved American Hustle. And I then, did then, not, and it's the same actor in it too, by the way. Same actor, same writers. Same <laughs> same same actor, <laughs> like I didn't really hate swamp. American really Hustle. Swamp. I just didn't think it was as, like has. I didn't enjoy as much of uh, a lot of other people. I was like, I was overhyped. Yeah. yeah, I felt like it was a tiny bit overhyped. I, I I think it was still a good movie. I just personally just it's not movie where I'd be like, I got to see this again. Amsterdam is an intriguing movie, but it's also, I think it, it was a movie, uh, it, it came to me at a time where, one, it was like middle of the night. Like, seriously, okay. it was the middle of the all right, night. All right, all right, all right. And, and I was still in my point of like, I don't really want to fucking watch anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> and no, I and movies at that time, and, and it really started just, I enjoyed it to where, like, I started watching movies again. And so I enjoyed starting watching movies. It's really hard to to do that. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed Amsterdam uh, because it, it has a, a little bit of a historical, like, truth to it, which is, you know... The Third Reich coming into Britain, <laughs> so and America, and, and just like yeah, no, it's it's intriguing. Uh, I I I'm glad, I'm glad you dug it. I'm glad you dug it. Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's one. I, I remember that was the first. I went, I, my, like I've been to a I've been to a screening in a while, but that was a screening I went to in October. Um, and this it's kind of it's when I started. It's when I pitched you guys this podcast. It was like early October, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm cool." It was my first review was you know, it was like you know, film critic. This is the movie. This is where we go. And I think um, I wish you were there because I had a plus one. I went by myself. Um, and I wish too, man. I don't know, yeah, it was it was you know why? Because I sat by myself in the back. I'm having notes right. Yeah, my, the first time you know, it was my first like critic screening. Like I'm doing professionally, whatever. Like this is awesome, and. You know, we've been, we've been so many screenings, you and I, and there's or movies in general actually. And I was so worried because I went because I came in, and I I'm, I don't I don't want to be rude, but there's loud loud family goes, hey Lionel, Lionel, and I said, oh shit, oh you know, god, sit next to me please, Lionel, listen in the back, listen in the back. And I said, oh, <laughs> I said no, please don't, please don't. Please. I gotta go and get just, some drinks and water, and then just go switch your seats. I put in the spot. <laughs> No one was with me, and I said, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "I can't, I can't leave my spot." And I sit here in the back, and sure enough, they, these four again, these four elder individuals sat next to me, uh, and and they had, they had more friends. They go, "Hey, call call Cheryl, call Cheryl, call Cheryl right now!" And I said, "Oh God, please don't call Cheryl, please don't call oh, Cheryl." God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, please. And again, like you see like the studio reps, the 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 PR people is laughing. I said, Oh come, come on. They might become people come by. And I'm like, I'm sitting there and the movie didn't even begin yet. I'm taking my notes. And uh the guy texts me, he goes, Can I borrow your cup holder? And I said, You already have one. He goes, I need two. And I said, Yeah, I guess. I was like, whatever, sure. The movie doesn't start near right. The 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 PR person goes, "Hey, thanks, thanks for coming seeing Amsterdam. Who comes out in a week? You know, tell your friends about it. Blah blah blah. Whatever." Mm. Movie doesn't start yet. The, the PR person speaks. They she leaves, comes back. 
as she goes back, whatever. The lights go down, right? The old, the elder man next to me, all I hear is the loudest fart imaginable. <laughs> God damn it. And it was bad too, Joe. These are leather seats, man. These are leather. Oh, <laughs> they linger. Damn they it. They linger uh, and the rip. The rip. Dude. The, the, the wet rip, I call it. And I said, you gotta be shitting me, man. Like, my phone's off and i said god damn it and i said come on now and the movie starts right and you know again just hey, no spoilers on anyone but a lot, of, a lot of famous people are in this movie every famous person right that same girl i told you about a few minutes ago she goes oh my god that's chris rock and i said shut the fuck up cheryl Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god. You. Okay. Or Taylor Swift okay. shows up. Taylor Swift. I'm like, dude, the whole movie, bro, the entire time has happened. I said, so, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, everybody who's listening here, if you go to a movie theater, don't take a fucking baby. Uh, don't take your kids if they're bad as shit. If they're going to be loud. The cleaners, <laughs> also, don't be loud. I understand, you know, laughing and cheer. You know, sometimes cheering. Don't cheer. I don't really like cheering in movies. I don't really understand that. Uh, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I understand the ambience. Everyone's going to make a sound, whatever. Don't fart especially in leather seats, which is most seats nowadays. Uh, just don't be loud, okay? Uh, you know, like, I would rather take my mom to a movie. <laughs> yeah. I love my mother. She doesn't, she doesn't talk. I don't have a problem with my mother. Like, I love my mom so much. She has this issue where she asks questions about a movie, and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, we went to go see a movie. I forget what it was. And she leans over and she goes, what's happening? I have to turn, lean over to her. This is like the second or third time where I had to do this and be like, I don't know. I'm seeing this with you. <laughs> like, or or just like, yeah, like, you know, she'll talk to me and ask me questions about a movie. I've never, like, I'm watching it for the first time with her. And she'll ask me. I'm just like. I'd rather go with like with my mother asking me a thousand questions and people being like, "Oh my god!" Like, don't shut the fuck up. We all see it. Shut up. No, (laughs) I mean, we've we've been so many screenings. Like, oh my god, we've been so many screenings. Like, yeah, like in the past, um, where people are fucking, or people are just loud or talking, or just rude overall. With your fucking that... <laughs> bright ass light, like at least turn down your brightness and have a black fucking back screen, like motherfucker. Why is yeah. it like God it's... dang it? Like it's like that... a flashbang <laughs> from Call of Duty. It, it uh, <laughs> it's bloody a flashbang. So maybe that's why my movie, my rating for that movie, is a little bit lower. Than yeah, it might, it might have been the experience. Experience the... definitely. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah, you know, like, put bog, uh, put something in that woman's mouth. Put some food in in, the, in your partner's mouth. They can't shut the fuck up or something. To keep them distracted. Not dick, just food or something. You know what I mean? Uh, it's no, bad. Some, some, I'm gonna shut it Get a big tub of popcorn and just like just, big hey, tub of popcorn. Go, go get a big, big pretzel. Get 
don't get big something. man trips. Uh, something, please, <laughs> love say trips. Something please that's love not going to make a lot of noise, but I was like, keep it no. I'm like, uh, Her or him. Man. Sorry. It's not a sex thing. Um, uh, yeah, we're just talking about Cheryl in general. We mean anyone yeah, like yeah, Cheryl, just... if they talk during movies, <laughs> get them something to shut the fuck up. Dude. I should have walked my ass down to the Disney PR or, you know, in screenings, you know, you go to the early screenings, they have security, they have security walking down the aisles every, you know, two minutes. I'm like, can you guys please get this entire, like, senior citizen, like, field trip, please go home? Like, yeah, that's kind of rude, but I was just like, the whole time, if you can't be in a movie and, and speak having literally, like, loud, loud and very articulate conversations... Don't not go to a don't go to a press screening or early screening, and and talk the entire time. It ruins the or and at one point Dude, one, one we have a story. lot of bad experience with older people. By the way, going to the fucking movies because that kids that in, I've had that in kids I that in very kids. young kids. Yeah, yeah, because well, like they take their whole family and the kids are like fucking a, a, an infant five and seven like they're not gonna sit and watch this movie there's like i understand for some movies but then like we've seen like adult movies and the whole family's there like get a fucking babysitter get your mom get your uncle get someone to babysit you know what i mean like fuck my life like i understand you got kids and you want to get like out of the house but like not you can't take your family to everything so yeah. don't do that. But like me, you have had bad experience with uh, the older generation because like there was one time I my my dad and my sister were coming to a movie and we we're sitting next to two older gentlemen. And we we're like, hey, oh, can yeah, you guys move over? Yeah, it was like, can you guys move over so my family because so my dad and my sister can sit next to us. Like, no, we got someone coming. No one came ever. They okay. just didn't okay. want to move. Those old fucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I still hold a grudge towards that where it's just like, don't be a dick. Also, if someone's like asking you to move up, move over. Unless it's a middle seat. Like if no you're one dead center middle, just fucking have your friend move over to the other side. Literally, no one came. And I mean, your dad and your sister had to sit in the back. And I was like, you, you know, the whole time we're like, in the movie, you're like, they didn't, are you for real? And remember, you were, you know, we're both pissed. We're like, that's just so rude. And someone called for you. Like, don't be rude. Yeah. So they, here's several rules get a babysitter. Don't be rude. <laughs> Don't be loud. My mom, if you're listening, she's not going to listen to this. But if she ever does, don't ask me questions. I don't know. I'm watching it with you. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that quiet place. Was it, was it the movie she leaned over to? No, no. I, I, I knew what I was going to do because we went to go see a, uh, like two other pre-screenings before that. Remember okay. you gave us tickets yeah. to of two other pre-screenings uh, uh she asked me an aquaman right and i told her like <laughs> the same thing and then something else and I, I told her right before the movie i was like mom i don't know what's going on i've never seen this movie i'm watching it with you don't ask me questions because i don't know just watch it <laughs> you know like not rudely <laughs> but i was telling you i, was no, like, I get it i get just, it what is just watch the movie because i'm watching it with you i don't know what's going on so don't ask me questions yeah, I mean, yeah, like... I think she did lean over and ask me what was going on at one time. I go, shh. And she didn't ask me anything else because we were just so immersed into it. But yeah, my mom does like asking me questions. I don't fully hate it, but it's just like, I... 
why are you asking me this? <laughs> it's like, there's a whole family movie going experience in general, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my dad, he falls asleep. Uh, he falls asleep in the movie. He, he's that guy that falls asleep. You know what I mean? That's my brother's but like, like my, my dad doesn't <laughs> snore. My dad doesn't snore. Like you might hear him snore, but he doesn't snore loud when he does. But like no, like he he's quiet sleeper. So I like I'll be like, oh my god, I'll lean to talk to my dad, and he's knocked down. Just like all right. <laughs> so yeah, oh, <laughs> my dad will miss like a whole movie or half a movie because <laughs> he's knocked out. <laughs> He's always tired, man. My dad's always working that shit. He's older yeah, too. Yeah. A very cinematic nap he's taking. Yeah, cinematic nap, man. He so, um, it, it doesn't disturb other people. It's just oh, it's, it's it's that's why we go to the movies, right? It's the it's you see a movie, but also to see just to like be around people, like some characters, and you know, sleeping or being loud. It's still part of the experience, one way or the other. Yeah, just don't be loud and don't, don't be, be like don't, fart. <laughs> don't be like someone else that we know that decided to curse when little children are right next oh, to you. No. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> rules to follow. Uh, we're at the two hour mark. You want you want to do our you want to do our one and ones of the week? Uh, yes. So uh, if you're a new listener that has not listened before, we have this thing that I made uh, early on in the podcast when we started uh, called one and ones, where we pick one movie and one show that we recommend to you, the listener, the viewer. Um, who, uh, you know, you might have not seen. And uh, we recommend it to you. Uh, we say a little snippet of what we think about it. Uh, and, you know, hopefully you guys will put it on your list. If not, that's cool. Fuck you too, then. <laughs> no, just My feelings are not hurt. Not really. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, but we're just going to recommend one show, one movie that we've seen or we remember that we really do enjoy that people might have not seen. And hopefully you at least play onto your uh, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, whatever streaming service or whatever written down list that you might have for movies <laughs> and shows. So, yeah. Yep. It's my favorite part of the show sometimes, the one-on-ones. Yeah. So go ahead, Doug. All right. So I'll start off tonight. So right now I'm watching a show on Peacock. It's called Poker Face. Um, it's uh, from Ryan Johnson, who did Knives Out and unfortunately Glass Onion, but also did some good stuff like Looper. And also, again, I'm not one of the biggest Last Jedi fans, but he's still a good filmmaker. And, I, and he also did two really good episodes of Breaking Bad, which I love that show. Uh, Poker Face is a, it's a ten, it's a ten episode series, uh, weekly weekly series, sorry, on Peacock, where it's a, a, a what's her name uh, Natasha Leone. She's she was in a show called Russian Doll. She's also in uh, American Pie movies super talented actress and she has this she has this gift where she can like no she's a human lie detector she knows she knows when people are lying she knows when people are, are bullshitting her and she's part of this um part of this again i'm spoiling it's part of this like incident that happened at work in vegas and now now she's on the run uh it's a, it's a new new group of characters every week and i'm, I'm two episodes in and it's really good it's really entertaining it the uh, dialogue is really sharp and really witty and very clever. It's again super funny. Um, it's very violent too in times. Uh, but the premise is very very. It, it hooks you right away. The first few, few minutes of the episode episodes it hooks you right away. You're in, you're in it. You're in this journey with her the entire time. So I'm yeah, I'm two episodes in. I'm really liking it. And for a movie, you know, I'm writing a movie right now that Joel knows about. That I'm actually writing with him. 
Um, and it's it's heavily inspired by uh, the movie Clerks by Kevin Smith. Uh, Kevin Smith is actually one of my favorite filmmakers. Thanks to Joel, actually. Um, a little shout out to you, right there, Joel. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Kev, uh, and you know, high school. Little backstory: in high school, um, I knew Kevin Smith here and there, but uh, Joel put on uh, Jay and Silent Bob for me for us. When we were in high school, and we we're just laughing, having a good time. And I'm like, "Wow, I, I love this guy." I grew up watching Clerks, and and you know, a lot of Kevin Smith movies like. Mar- Rats, uh, not Mall, yeah, Mall Rat. Oh, it's yeah, you know, just movies. Uh, yeah, Jane Sun Bob, and so you know, Jane Sun Bob were my favorite characters. So you know, I was like, Doug's here, and then the three, you know, idiots are here. Uh, (laughs) you know, let's, Um, you know, and it was one of those days where we were running around because of the three idiots, and we were tired, and they drew, they, for some, they constantly had crackhead energy. I was like, sit the (laughs) fuck down, let's watch a movie, and uh, there's, at the time, you know, On Demand was a thing. Uh, (laughs) It's still a thing, but not, like, now. (laughs) Not like back then. But yeah, we, uh, I put the movie on, and, you know, they sat down and watched it, and we all enjoyed it, and, and Doug fell in love with it, and, you know, fell in love with two characters that I truly, truly do personally love so much as well. So, yeah, go ahead yeah, and it's, keep talking. No, no, I, I think, you know, this is going, this is going on oh, 12, 12, 13 years ago, and uh, I remember when Joel put that on for me, I was just like, I just love these guys so much. I love, like, their friendship, their dynamic, and, you know, Joel and I consider us, we're, we're like the Jane, Silent Bob friendship of our friend group, you know, for so long, and it's like, there's, they're lovable dudes, and they're kind of like misadventures, um, but after that, after seeing the movie, I was so obsessed with his filmmaking, because Kevin Smith is very authentic, he's very, like, he's very real, he makes movies that, like, from his experience, I mean, in film school, and in film in general, they always tell you, write what you know, and every movie he does, he's very, again, He's the most critically acclaimed filmmaker. He's not, but he's made some really good movies that I think are, are overlooked, like like Jersey, like Jersey Girl or Chasing Amy. Um, and you know, I I went to, I went to a Q and A with him this year, or this last year in Phoenix, um, with him there, and he was there for two. He had two shows, man. And he we watched Clerks Three, which I loved, and then he did a two two and a half hour Q and A afterwards for two times for both shows. And you tell me he's lo- he just loves filmmaking. He loves movies. He loves telling stories, and that to me is very inspiring as a writer, as a filmmaker myself. And I just love his movies so much. So I'm going with Clerks this week because Clerks to me was a, is a movie that like I took inspiration from as a writer because it's about these two guys who work at this you know shitty convenience store in Jersey, and they're it's about like they're both both movie nerds too. They both love movies. They both like you know like love cinema and filmmaking and they're these two guys who just work at a, a shitty store and they talk these these kind of like living life you know day by day and i'm right now again i'm writing a movie right now with with joel and i'm developing it right now with joel and we're writing it right now but uh it's very heavily inspired by clerks and the movies of kevin smith so uh if you can watch clerks i recommend all his, his, his entire filmography well not all of it but most of his movies but like clerks clerks two clerks three Daniel Salamba, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy. Uh, again, he's one of my he's one of my favorite filmmakers. I truly think he's just a very just good, he's a good dude in general. So my one on one movie this week is Clerks by Kevin Smith. All right, yeah, that's your one on one. Let me start. Uh, I love Kevin Smith as well. Uh, big fan, obviously. Uh, <clears throat> 
Uh, a show that I'm going to recommend is on Netflix. It's a Korean show, actually. Uh, there is mm. English dub, but please, for the love of God, don't do English dub. Take some time to read. You can read and watch the screen at the same time because they're both on the screen. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, it's called Alice in Borderland. It's based off of a manga for all the people that don't know. It is a uh, Japanese version of comics, sort of. Um, <clears throat> So it is based off of a manga and and what it uh is about is uh these people uh you know uh they suddenly sort of everyone in the world in Japan disappears and then uh the few people that are in that are still there have to play this game to live and uh every time you get you play the game your uh, visa extends to a longer time. So you don't have to play these games for a certain amount of times. Like, depending on the difficulty of the game, uh, at the end, you will find a, uh, a playing card, like a, you know, the, a, like, a, like a spade of four or whatever. And the number uh, means how long... Uh, your visa is extended, so you won't have to play a game for another four, five days, and then they stack as well. So, like, if you have four days and play a game right ne- on the next day and get like five, that's eight, nine days, whatever. Uh, so you know, and they're trying to get back to you know the the normal world. They're trying to figure out like how to end the game because obviously, uh, it's a death game. People are dying. You know, whether you if you win the game. Certain, uh, uh, some people might die and there's different types of games and again uh, the number uh, or uh, is the difficulty level of the uh, the game that you're playing and you know like whether it's a spade or a heart is the different variation of the game it's a really interesting uh, show uh, they did uh, the Koreans I, like, I want to say this Koreans do a different job like do so so good on and a different type of level of what we americans cannot do when it comes to thriller drama and action they do it so well like we do it well too but they do it in their own way and it and it's so amazing they're unique and 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 yeah and i love it you can ask doug i love korean films there's quite a few korean films under my belt that uh you know and shows uh i've told doug about he's like wow it sounds amazing i'm like it is uh an old boy man you put me an old boy 10 years ago i'm like you you put me old old boy boy. Um, i said holy shit (laughs) yeah if you've seen the american version version <clears throat> it, it the 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 korean version so so much better actually it's japanese sorry uh alice in wonderland Just kidding. <laughs> in borderland is japanese not korean i don't know why when i talked about tokyo in, in tokyo uh yeah it's in it's a, it's a japanese show but korean and asians in general they do you know, drama, action, and thriller in, in, in a very different way. And it's very, very, very <clears throat> entertaining. So I highly re- recommend Alice in Borderland. Uh, uh, we talked about Heat in the beginning of this. So I'm going to think of something else, too. Let me think. Um... 
Uh, hmm. Fuck. You, you can just cheat again if you like. No, no, because oh, we talked about real, real, real. Something self. Uh, this movie, people, almost everyone should have. Uh, no, you know, I'm going to change it. It's going to be, uh, we were talking about uh, this actor earlier in, um, in uh, fucking uh, Amsterdam. Yeah, you know, everyone knows him as Batman, uh, <laughs> Christian Bale. Uh, it's one of his older movies. It's called The Machinist. Yeah. It's a radar Ooh. movie. Really amazing movie. It has high reviews. A lot of people love it. I know a lot of people have seen it, but I don't know if you guys have seen it, so I'm going to recommend it to you. It's a suspense drama. Uh, this machinist who is also uh, anorexic, who does not like to eat, uh, and also doesn't sleep much, right? Like, he doesn't, like, he, like, he, basically forces himself to stay up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so who also forces himself to sleep, uh, uh, stuff starts happening, and he and he starts seeing things, and, like, it, it's... And he's, like, basically trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is going on? How Why is this happening? You know, like, and... <laughs> He'll put notes in his apartment, and then the, the, and then one day the notes, random notes that he's never written, starts appearing, um, and he's just trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on. Uh, it's really good. Also, Christian Bale, it this isn't CGI. This like he oh, literally God. like went on a diet oh, of like what cracker God. and waters. Um, like he literally made himself like anorexic skinny like this man throws himself into these characters and it's in it's in it's so crazy to see him like a basically a skeleton like just all bone um it was crazy too that movie that was a movie he did right before batman so he's that skinny and then he went right and then into doing batman after buff as shit yeah so it's it's about uh was it 102 minutes, so about an hour and a half, right? Yeah, hour 40 minutes, yeah. About an hour 32 minutes, hour 40 um, Yeah, it, it's a it's a really good movie. Christian Bale, as always, even when before Batman, was always doing so well. He's such an amazing actor. I, I highly recommend this film. It's it's so good. If you like suspense, drama, movies, it, it's a, again, it's a breath of fresh air if you want to get out of sorry <clears throat> if you want to get out of uh you know current movies you want a slower pace you want something that's just very well moving and very like you know just what old movies can do i really uh, highly recommend the machinist that's yeah that movie is it's a tough watch but christian bale again christian bale his acting is his on another level in that movie, and I mean that woman's for I mean that American Psycho one was too. I mean, not like he was like, he was in a Spielberg movie as a kid, but this is like before yeah. he blew up as an actor. American Psycho with the machines and then Batman, with, and then obviously blew up. But yeah, man, that that movie is just a almost like a masterclass in acting because Christian Bale just acts the, his ass off in that movie, and it 
it sticks with you for a while. I mean, it, when Joel mentioned this, I know right away I knew the I have a thought I have a scene in my head that <laughs> I can think of. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Machinist is definitely a movie that's it's it's a, yeah it's a tough watch, but like I said, it's is acting in the movie is superb. Um, but yeah, that's so yeah, those are one on ones of the week. Well, this was a very fun show, man. Um, thank you, Nick, for hosting us with us. I know to leave. No, he has a long day tomorrow at work. So I'm glad he hopped on a little bit. Uh, again, guys, uh, before we close out, I want to thank everyone again for listening. Uh, you know, last two weeks, I want to thank Maha again and Ray for being two of our great guests so far on the show. Uh, we're always looking for new new guests. If you want to be on the show, send me a DM, text me, email me, page me, fax me, whatever works for you. Guys. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, thank, uh, for me personally, thank you again, Maha and uh, Ray for being a part of the show. You guys made it very interesting and, and added a, a different type of depth, uh, depth to it that we really needed. So, um, you know, and it's another, I'm going to say this for like third time, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> That is that that is today's uh, saying, everybody. That is the breath of the fresh air, sponsored breath by Fresh Air Productions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta start doing that every week now. Was <laughs> 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 that thing that took that thing? The ah ah. <laughs> oh yeah, the ah 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 ah. Walk away laughing. Stupid laugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, okay. Yes, but. Uh, could do, yeah. No, 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 no. Again, uh, no, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, again, uh, make sure to subscribe, man. Subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify. Uh, please give us a good, nice rating. Uh, share the word about us. Uh, again, I'm trying to build more of our socials. So right now, you'll see you'll see uh, my handsome face everywhere <laughs> on Instagram and on TikTok. I'm trying to get uh, some organization for us to kind of like get more guests and get a sponsor and get some ads. Uh, for our show, but again, uh, we can follow, you can find us at uh, Midway Avenue Productions uh, on Instagram and on TikTok and on YouTube. And uh, Joe, you want to plug yourself real quick? Uh, yes, I don't want you guys. I really, don't use it. I'd rather <laughs> just keep it personal between me and friends and family, and shit like that. Uh, so don't follow me on Instagram. Follow me on uh, Twitch, uh, which is uh, twitch.tv slash the OG Cuban Recon. Uh, I have not been streaming for a while. I, I've been busy trying to, you know, get life sorted out. But uh, there's going to be a game coming out this February on the 20th. I will be streaming that called Atomic Heart. So I'll be streaming hopefully earlier on in the afternoon. So, you know, people will be like, why the fuck are you streaming at like nine at night? <coughs> uh, Batman, yeah, guys, uh, he's Batman. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys have never seen me in Batman, same room, it's the reason Just why. Saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just but saying. no, uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start trying to stream some more. So if you watch, if you like watching video games, or you have a friend that likes watching video games, I play a wide variety of video games. So do follow me on Twitch. Yeah, uh, let me close this out. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, so thank you guys again for joining us on this uh, verbal audio uh, journey through our opinions and our thoughts about the uh, movies, TV shows, and the entertainment industry as a whole. Um, hopefully, you will join us again on this lovely uh, audio spacecraft through the galaxy of our thoughts. 
um, uh, and continue to enjoy it and, you know, uh, share us with your friends and family and other people who might want to hear what we have to say. And hopefully we have inspired you to watch some movies or shows or give a second look towards certain things and just really, truly, uh, you know, expand your understanding of films and TV. Uh, so thank you so much for being here. Until next time, we're your hosts, uh, Doug and Joe and Nick and Moses when he is here. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Hashtag let's find Moses. <laughs> Hashtag that's fine, Moses. Uh, but yeah, uh, until next time, uh, adios and farewell. Cheers, everybody. Thanks again for listening.